Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, welcome. So today I'm going to be doing a solo episode. And the first thing that came to mind for my solo episode was... How do you let a client go? You know, we're not in the business of saying no as hairstylists. And in 14 years behind the chair, I've had to let some people go. And I was trying to think about how to put together into words what I think are fireable offenses. So here's a few. One is disrespectful. Two is you're no longer offering that service or you're no longer offering that schedule. So for instance, you're you're no longer going to do men's hair or you're no longer going to work evenings. So that's kind of one of the easier ones to do, uh, even though it's really still very hard. The other one I would say is your job is no longer something that you can easily do, meaning there's something that's prohibiting you from being able to perform the service. And I'll explain a little bit more of that later. And then the fourth one is you're having this chronic adjustment situation where the person is leaving really happy and then on a number of occasions coming back. And usually what I like to say is you're kind of arguing semantics. So we're talking as a colorist, we've got something where we're talking about a quarter shade difference. If their low light gets lightened a little bit and then we're going back and forth on it's a little light, it's a little dark, and you know you're you're kind of a fourth of a shade difference. And so that's another reason why I... I refer people on. So something that I like to say is that your clients are picking you, but you're also picking them. And I know maybe that's not something everyone agrees with, but in my world, that's how it works. And so my clients come in and I'm excited to see them. I'm excited about the relationships I have built. I'm excited that they're my kind of people. You know, there's a client in particular I'm thinking about when we opened our first studio, the first time she left, she had her two uh, peace signs up and she's like, rock on ladies, I'll see you later. And those are the kind of clients I want. And so I think that this is like a separate conversation of, are you, and I know Teddy Bickers talks about this in her episode, are you targeting your dream clients? Because If you're offering service times that are not convenient for your target market, if you're offering pricing that's not congruent with your target market, if you are specializing in moms like I do, love you guys, and you're not offering daytime appointments or times during when kids are in school. And I also target working moms, so I work every other Saturday. So I know that when I eased up on Saturdays, I knew that I was making it easier for my flexible moms, but I was making it harder for some of my working moms. And so 
it made it easier for more people, but the people that it's already hard for them to get in, it made it a little more challenging. I tightened that up a little bit. And same with working evenings. So I'm done at 5.30 now. So that working mom that has a more nine to five job, I'm not able to cater to her anymore. So if that's the target market that I want, and then I eliminate those services, I'm going to be getting, you know, making it more difficult for people to see me. And so, I mean, there's trade-offs, you know, we talk about like niching down and having a quality of life. And so for me, that has made sense, but I don't want to get off topic here. Back to firing. So the disrespect uh, scenario, and I will give you guys an example of that is when you have someone that you know, over the years as life changes and things like that, there are people that are off the bat really disrespectful. But in my experience, the the challenging person to let go of is the person that you have a really long-term rapport with. And then it starts to just erode. And an example of this is um, I had a situation once where the person's life kind of had continued to take turns and um, just kind of go just downhill. And so as that started to happen, in most things, because everything trickles over, the relationship we had started to not feel as good. And I feel like we're not used to always checking in with ourselves and having that kind of Ooh, that doesn't feel good. Like you brush it down, you push it down, and you're like, no, I got a task here I gotta do. I gotta I gotta do my job. And so like that felt bad, but it was probably my fault. And so that overdeveloped sense of responsibility for your clients. So in this particular situation, I had definitely done that on numerous occasions. And it became challenging when that person came in to even keep the appointment to the time. Didn't matter that the person had a lot of hair that didn't help, but it became like, it didn't fit in my space. Like their energy and what was happening didn't fit in my space. And I, I just kept trying to make it work. And then it was like, okay, well, if I is going to take a half an hour longer, I'm going to have the conversation about charging for the blow dry on top of doing the color with the complimentary blow dry, just because I'm, I'm running about a half an hour behind. And so when that did happen, the person agreed to the additional charge for the time and the you know the work but then the personality got very unkind so to say the least so that person then proceeded to bring in a Nalgene bottle full of wine the next appointment and said well if you're going to charge me for this I'm going to sit here and I'm going to enjoy it and it felt so disrespectful to me that at the end of that appointment I have decided to go in a different direction because, and I think we all need to remind ourselves that we don't have to put up with disrespectful behavior behind the chair. And, you know, having healthy boundaries, it's not personal. This does not fit into the box in which. I want my work life to feel. And so if anything is outside of that and it doesn't feel good, then it needs to stop. And one of my clients who is lovely, who is a therapist, says that a lot of times we go from having really loose boundaries to having like really rigid boundaries and not staying with our feelings is like the loose boundary. And then as we start to stay with our feelings, then our boundaries become like, I don't do blow dries. 
I don't work the days you come in. I can't have you wear your shoes in here. I need you to prepay prior to the visit. And we start to have really, really like way too coarse of boundaries. So I feel like in those situations, you have to just say, wow, in this particular experience, this does no longer, this no longer serves me. And so that, that was a relationship that I, I chose to end and I felt great. I mean, I did kind of, when going into work, I would be like on high alert for a while. I thought I'm sitting duck here, but at the same time, there was a huge weight that was lifted because I shouldn't have to tiptoe into work because you know that that's a that's a red flag right there. So that situation is an example of being disrespected. I would give you like to give you an example of no longer feeling like you can do your job, which is, you know, someone decides that they don't want color on their scalp anymore. This is a situation I had as well. You know, 14 years, you've seen some stuff. So this person had you know, developed an allergy. Okay. There's things we can do. We can put color in foils. We can do, you know, we can kind of, we can get around it. People are pregnant that don't want color on their scalp. But in this particular situation, it was like, there was an allergy, but then it was like, sometimes it was okay to have it on the scalp. Other times it wasn't. It's kind of like, let's keep it off the scalp and, or let's do the touch up. And then it, I would go to mix and I'd come back and they'd be like, let's keep it off the scalp. Let's just, just keep it off the scalp and just do the touch up. And I was like, well, not really able to do that. Um, I can attempt that, but because, you know, the people pleaser and the cosmetologist, I can attempt to keep it off your scalp, but that's not, I wouldn't never suggest a service like this for keeping hair color off your scalp. So that went on for a while and appointments would happen and be like, hey, let's just talk about it. Turns out I'm not ready to color it today. And in the beginning, I was like, hey, no, I mean, you got to do what you're comfortable with. But when it became something where we've got a couple appointments where we're actually not even doing your color and then towards the end, we say, thank you. You're so understanding. Thanks for just giving of your time. Well, time out. I'm, I'm not running a non-for-profit. I... I'm happy to take the time with you to address your concerns, but beyond that, I'm I'm not in a position to schedule off an hour and a half to touch base with you on whether we're going to do the service or not. So as understanding as I seem, again, that was another boundary thing that had to happen. And so I had to say, this is no longer a comfortable uh, experience for me because I I if you have an allergy, I really am not in a position to be putting color on your scalp. And then just the toggling between the two became a, uh, an issue. So that's another example. The example of arguing semantics, I would say, is we've got someone who is doing like a highlights and every visit or every other visit, the highlight, low light is a quarter shade, little this, little that, little this. And And that's an example of, I am probably not the right fit for you because this, and that's a personal decision for me to say, because my, my, I like to feel good when I finish someone's hair. And if every time I finish your hair and we're doing roughly the same thing and I finish your hair and it doesn't feel good. And I feel like I've like kicked your dog and then I take my dog for a walk after and then I feel like I did something wrong. We're probably not going to continue working together because I love when people leave and they feel like a million bucks. 
It's, I mean, and, and you feel it. It's not like all my clients are like, you're amazing. No, it's, it's more of like, you see a pep to their step. You see that they're like feeling hot to trot or the way they look at themselves in the mirror or the, just like the demeanor that they have when they leave. It's like, this is why I do what I do. But I feel like if, if, if I repeatedly feel like, like I just, I'm not living up to your expectations and it's not like I'm a fragile it's more, I really, I really have cultivated relationships with, with people that don't feel bad. And so if it feels bad, like, I, and it, I just, I will refer you on, respectfully refer you on. And then, let me think, I think there was one more, oh, the not taking the service anymore, that one. And that makes sense, right? Like, you know, like for the kind of business I want to run, like I've had to, you know, eliminate different services over the years. And there was a time where I worked places where they did this service called a part line, which was like a quarter touch up of, or really ended up being about a half of the regular touch up. And it was half the price. Well, as many of you know, touch ups as a colorist are uh, kind of your baseline service. And so to take that baseline service and then to cut it in half, I'm not cutting my work in half. So I was maybe cutting 15 minutes off of an hour and a half service. And it didn't, it was something that just was not going to make sense for me when I worked on my own. Working on my own, I'm booking out a lot more time and it's not half the amount of work. If anything, it's 20%, let's say 15 to 20% less. I'm still mixing. I'm still applying. I'm still having the conversation. I'm still doing all those things. So it's not like you're getting half the amount of the services, the other one. So I've had to eliminate that service uh, about five years ago and I did lose people and it was okay. And I think we like build things up in our head to sound worse than they are, but I have to do what's right for me, just like everyone else has to do what's right for them. So we can't, when we say to people, hey, we're not doing this, we can't get annoyed that they don't want to play ball anymore because just like you have to do what's right for you, so do they. And the idea that what matters to them is more important than what matters to you, it's saying like their feelings and the way they feel about coming there and the way they feel in your chair is more important than how you feel. But you have to get up every day and be you. So that is quite a burden to bear. And I only say this because I have done all of these things. But I, I really think that knowing how you want to feel and knowing what feels congruent to your soul is going to allow you to be able to cultivate relationships and also swiftly get rid of the ones that don't feel good. And I don't mean like, oh, she's a little intimidating. No, I mean... If they are not feeling good, then you have to do what you have to do. There was one other type that I was thinking of that I'm trying to think of something that doesn't feel good. Services, respond, half shade. Oh, another thing. Having your own business means that you get to cultivate an environment that you love to work in. And so as far as attracting clients that like the environment that you like, I think it's really important. And I remember 
opening my first business, my partner, Risa, had said, we're making a place that we want to work in. And if we take everyone else's advice on the environment that they want to to get their hair done in, and I'm all for feedback, you know, like, I get it. Get these gals like candles. I've thought about getting rid of them. I'm keeping candles. But if we do every little adjustment and we take everything into consideration that other people and make changes. So for instance... This one's heavy on my heart because if anyone knows me, they know how much I love my dog. But there are people that don't like dogs. Well, so if I make my space the place that everyone dream salon, then I'm going to end up taking pieces out that are what make it special and make it unique and make it mine. So I like to say to people if they're like, oh, there's a dog here. So I have a new client. She's wonderful, by the way. But big personality, came in for consultation, didn't um, get a service that day, came back, uh, said to my assistant, is this dog here when I got my consultation? And I said, nothing, because I was with another client. And my assistant said, yeah, no, he's always here because, you know, he's the manager. And then she, when I went over to start the service, I said, hey, before we get started, is my dog being here going to be a problem? And she said, well, you can't get rid of him. I mean, what are you going to do? And in that moment, I smiled on the inside and I politely said, no, he would not be the one that left. You would. And she laughed because, well, my dream client thinks that's kind of funny. But also understood that you're in you're in the big leagues now, and this is how we play. But I also said it in like a funny way. But like, no, no, he wouldn't be the one that left. I'm not going to leave my my son in the outside tied up. No way. But so that's something where it's like in that moment, I had like a difficult conversation. Like, is this going to be a problem? Because in the, back in the day, it's like I wanted to make everyone happy. So I wouldn't even have said like, hey, before we get started, do you want to end this? No, I would have said, oh, like I can have, I can have my assistant hold him while you're here. He's a 50-pound dog. But at the same time, I feel like just you, you clear up a lot of bullshit by just on the front end saying... This is what it looks like to be in my world. This is what it looks like to spend time with me. This is what it looks like to be my client. And it doesn't have to be for everyone. And so I just wanted to leave you with the idea that you don't have to be for everyone. And there's a way to protect your energy, protect your space, and honor the kind of work that you want to do with the kind of people you want to do it with. And so... Cheers to having the difficult conversations and to liking your life more. Good day and goodbye.